This is the EVP Podcast. Well, hello, ladies and ghouls. This is the EVP Podcast. (laughs) Brought to you by the team Energy Visions and the Paranormal. And we're going to talk about something very paranormal. <laughs> I'm working on my voiceovers. <laughs> I'm that was spooky. Voiceover acting. <laughs> oh, I, I got chills. You missed it earlier when, when uh, Beaker was putting his uh, cap on. I was going making the noises. Twist, twist, twist. <laughs> did they miss it? I could put it at the end of the video. Oh, true. Stick I did around. Get that on, I did get that on the video. So, <laughs> Well, I am one of your three handsome hosts, DVO, next to me. I guess I'm a handsome host. I bet your panties you are. <laughs> I'm your dark red beard, you're handsome. You know it. I'm Beaker. And I'm Ghosty. Ghosty McGhostface. Yeah. You know, I don't have to try to get a deeper voice. It just kind of happens. Yeah, it's, I'm happy for you, bro. Nancy. <laughs> I'm so happy for you guys. My balls dropped. <laughs> Mine are up there somewhere. We'll have we'll have your dog pull him down for you. <laughs> Don't call his name. That's why I said dog. Yeah, good job. Oh, tap dance. You got <laughs> mad at me for that last week. Yes, I did. Because so. he starts trotting around. It sounds like he's got little tap shoes on <laughs> as he trots around the house. He's looking over his shoulder. He's like, I know you guys are talking about me. Yeah, he is. I heard the D-O-G word. Mm-hmm. He's talking smack about me. <laughs> he's self-conscious now. Poor Ghosty's dog. <laughs> good, good, good name. <laughs> Awesome. Well, we are going to get into some spooky tales. Specifically, we talked about this, so if you are new to the podcast, we're going to talk about the next few weeks, the Conjuring movies. The third one just came out, so we won't talk about it right away, but we will get into it. So no spoiler alerts yet, but go watch the movie. We're giving you like a three-week spoiler alert here. Yeah, you got got time. This is, as Ghosty said, the spoiler alert before the spoiler alert. (laughs) Is it still on HBO Max? I might be gone now, so you might have to go to theaters uh, for rent. Yeah, it could be gone. Why don't you keep talking? So we're going to talk about the Buttons. first movie, but we're not going to just talk about the movies themselves. We are going to talk about the movies and also the real-life stories behind these. Uh, the three of us, about three years ago, met Andrea Perrin. So the Conjuring movie was based on the Perrin family. I believe they were the second family with paranormal activity. Is that correct? Am I correct in that? Was um, there another family before them that had some... Uh, paranormal activity was. and then they actually when the sellers moved out of the house they said hey you might want to sleep with the lights on uh, yeah the previous it. owner's mm-hmm. like whatever you do don't turn the lights off yeah leave the lights on yeah um and then the parent family moved in there well we met andrea parent we interviewed her and we are going to try to put together a good audio source and release that as well for you guys so just the first two on hbo max yep they, they took it. it off so i did watch it and i need to watch it again I saw, the theaters. Theaters. I saw it in theaters. I saw it in theaters. Actually, I'll go to the theaters to watch it. Because it's time again. to go back to the theaters. Yeah, it is. That's what, you know, after a year Especially and with half. that cast and how hot they are. Oh, oh, my oh God. yeah. Patrick. Dreamy. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's like, oh, I, I have such a man crush on him. I don't even know his damn name. <laughs> that dreamboat Patrick him, Wilson. Like, pa- Patrick Wilkins or something like this. <laughs> Just call him Dreamboat. Yeah. We all know Dream what we're Boat. talking he's about. He's a sexy, boyfriend. Sexy man. <laughs> we know who he is. Anyway, he's a big fan of the podcast. We thanks for <laughs> thanks for listening, Patrick. <laughs> we know he loves this podcast. He has some ties here to, we'll say Sundance. Um, so he comes here often. We'll yeah. Say. Thanks for listening, Patrick. Uh, yeah, one of these days we'll have him on the show. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> so let's I'll, I'll give him a text after the show. <laughs> I'm gonna so, laugh if we actually have him on the show someday. So let's talk about the real story. Let's talk about maybe some of the movie. Let's talk about Andrea Perrin and her stories with the family. She has become the uh, unofficial spokesperson for her family. Let's say because she's done a lot of the public speaking on behalf of her family. Even though she's she the eldest said, child too, she's the oldest. She said all of her family is open to talk about it. She just has become like this. Uh, spokesperson in a sense and she's actually written a whole book about three the, books three, three part a, books yeah it's a three volume book about 500 pages each <laughs> but it chronicles 10 years which is unique be, or different because the movie seems like weeks months maybe has gone by yeah they lived in this house for 10 years this parent family um and how and ed and lorraine warren visited visited them uh-huh. six times over that right there was and, like over a year and a half. I think they had actually been in the house for two or three years before the first investigators actually showed up. And then it was a little bit while after that before the Warrens showed up. So they had been in the house yeah. for like three years before the Warrens ever got there. And when the Warrens went there, they only went there a few hours at a time. They, were, they weren't there. Like each time they went there, they were maybe there three to five hours, she was saying. Should we talk about the things we know about? How are we going to do this episode? Should we talk about the things that we know that are true that happened and then all the crazy cool shit that happened in the movies? Let's Both. jump around. Yeah, jump let's, around. Yeah, let's just go into it. Jump up, jump yeah. up, and down. Let's get down. Now, they, they, before they bought the house, the parents, they visited this house a few times beforehand. You know, not, everything seemed great. They were excited about it. Um, but the day they moved in, Andrea, per- Andrea Perrin said within a few hours, she already saw her first apparition. January 11th, 1971. The house was purchased in December of 1970. The reason why they didn't move in is because it was Christmas and they didn't want to move the family ah. during the Christmas time. But they and did the move in. It was like very stormy, you know, wintertime in Rhode Island when they moved uh, in. Yeah. So they were like moving and like fighting a blizzard type. And it sounds weather. like it was a long distance from the time they bought it till they moved in. It was a week. It's probably... Yeah, it was about a month. December to January. Yeah, December to January. Yeah. It was about a month. They bought it, like I think, at the beginning of December. Okay. Middle of December. So it was a, it was a couple of weeks. And and so Andrea said within her first few hours, like, moving in the house, she already saw a full apparition. She thought it was just one of the movers. She, just, no, she yeah, said she, hi. I guess <laughs> her hi. dad gave her a box to put in the kitchen. Uh-huh. And she went and asked her mom, like, who's that guy with the, the guy? I can't remember his name. Right, yeah. The guy that owned the house. The guy that was basically they were buying the house from. She's like, who's that guy with him? And her mom's like, there's nobody. nobody there. <laughs> and then it was funny because like, I guess every single one of her sisters after that, uh, except for maybe April, which was the youngest daughter, uh-huh. um, the the four other, I think there's five kids. So the three five other kids. kids. So the three other kids besides Andrea all went to like either Andrea or their mom. And they're like, who's that guy with him? Nope. And then I think the, the one, I think Nancy is the last one that saw it. And she literally saw the guy just like disappear. Oh, wow. So like day one, moving yep. in, you know, shit's full body shit's apparition. Full body apparition. Yeah, that's, that's like all the kids see. So. No, nothing during. I think she said they visited the house two, three, four times before they moved in. No, as no problem. Yeah, as they're trying to get everything finalized, nothing. Day one. <laughs> day one. <laughs> Here we go. Full full body apparition, which is by the way, very rare. Very like the most the most rare in the paranormal is a full body apparition. Like, I've, that's okay. the most rare. So I think we've talked about this on like our intro to the EVP podcast. Okay. Um, I in my seven and a half years of doing this, uh-huh. I've only seen two full body apparitions. I haven't seen any. That's that's incredible. So I've seen a few full body apparitions, but never while investigating. Only yeah, same here. Mine one was at my house, and one was at my previous job at Backcountry. 
Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, we talk, did talk about So that. never on an actual investigation have I seen mm. a full-body apparition. I've seen shadow figures. Right, I've yeah. seen shadows and stuff, but I've never seen full-body apparitions uh, oh, on an investigation. Uh, yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> All right. So, um, anyway, that's, that's getting started. Now, let's talk about the property real quick because the property itself, uh, which they don't talk about in the movie, so and, and it's a farmhouse, but there is a lot of running water going right by the house. Yes. Yeah. Um, which a lot of, in case you don't know, water has energy. In fact, you can hear if you sometimes you might hear some water trickling in the background. It's not it's... me peeing. <laughs> no, it's, it's from me. me. Are you leaking? It's from me squirting. Yeah. <laughs> You're leaking. Uh, some fish. That's fish. gross. <laughs> what fish? We weren't talking about fish. We're talking about water. Yeah, that's what that noise is. Oh, fish. There. Yeah, fish. So the water God, Baker, carries keep up with the conversation. Water carries energy. <laughs> Does it? If you watch Frozen, you watch Frozen too. Water has memories. <laughs> My God's name would I watch those movies? Because they're awesome. Because um, they're amazing, amazing movies. Frozen is amazing. Think about it. Conjuring, Frozen. What doesn't go better hand in hand than Frozen and Conjuring? Makes total sense. Yeah. Come on, double, give it a cinema speaker. night. <laughs> yeah, makes total sense. Perfect drive-through, double feature. Drive-in. Drive-in. <laughs> Conjuring and Frozen? Yeah. yeah I'd go to that drive-in movie. <laughs> I'd leave for one of them. Are you saying that uh, water doesn't carry energy? Is that what you No, it does. It? Okay. I just wanted you to explain it. Um, I'm not a scientist, but, <laughs> but, but water is a great conduit of energy. and Conductor. Conductor of energy. I, that's the word I would use. I don't know if that's the right word. I don't know either. It kind of hit, came to me on the fly. Just like, I just knew energy was involved. And you're like, that's part of our name. Yeah, and I was all yes. electricity and stuff. I had a vision yeah. of the paranormal. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if that's that's relatable. But anyway, that, that well, was on the in, property. In the movie, they did have like, you know, the big tree that they said the lady hung herself from. Yes. Um, there was like a river right there in the backyard. Oh, I didn't notice it. Yeah. Excellent. So they did kind of. They didn't really talk about it in the movie, but it was there. But I think it is a key part. I think so too. All right. Who else? Who wants to go next? Oh, we're looking. When at me. did they? When oh. did they move? So you just January. January eleventh, nineteen seventy-one. Seventy-one. So seventy-one, they moved in, and they were there till eighty, eighty-one. Nineteen eighty. Yeah, I think. In the, I think it was eighty when they. Nineteen eighty. When they left. Eighty-one, somewhere in there. And in, in the first years, uh, I know Andrea said. Through the first five months, were like crazy shit yeah you know there were some things in the movies that didn't really but but right away like the tugging in bed that andrea said yep that that was happening the tugging in the bed was happening uh Um, cindy was hearing not a a voice but voices surrounding her bed uh she was the first one that was experiencing the the tugs i believe cindy was. yeah Mm -hmm. and and andrea's explanation for that is i guess when cindy was like two months old uh, she was having some kind of medical problems. They were doing a surgery on it's her. It's a sur- yeah. It was like it's a yeah. Some type of is she the one that was sleepwalking? I don't. I don't remember. know. I don't in remember the movie. Either. In the movie, the one that was going into Andrea's room and then walking into her. Quite possibly, because Cindy was, I think, the second youngest kid. Right. Yeah. So that was her. Because it was April, Cindy, and then Nancy and, him and Andrea. And him. <laughs> <laughs> him and him and him. <laughs> yeah, those guys. But bigger continue. So um, yeah, she had she had a she was born with a um, defect, I guess. Is what you said, something, on her face. something in her face. Yeah. yeah. So they were doing surgery on her, and I guess she literally died on the mm-hmm. operating table. Yeah. And they had to revive her, and um, she's been to the other side. She's been to the other side, and and uh, so 
from what Andrea was saying, because um, we've all, all three of us, um, you guys do Buka Boys. I used to do another podcast, um, but we've all interviewed her. Yes. You guys interviewed her for Buka Boys. I interviewed her for my previous podcast, and I actually listened to that interview on the way here. Okay. And, um, yeah, it's like the spirits knew, because she had seen that other side of the veil, the spirits knew that they could see or she could see and hear them. So they, right, they started that. talking to yeah. her first. Do you guys think that's a that's a real thing that once you've once you've you've died you've you've basically yeah maybe the veil's thinner that you can kind of see both sides. I think sides. it's entirely possible. I think it is possible. Okay. Well, I don't think it happens every time. Okay, I, but I, I, I think, like that statement. I think some people that are open to it that do get a glimpse of things uh-huh. and they come back and remember it, and then knowing that that is a that what they saw happened, they might be more open to seeing more things and. More things happening to them because okay. yes, it all has to be an age thing because like it's just very young, two years old. Yeah, two years old. A lot of times it happens. It's it's from what I understand, it seems to be more prevalent in people that had like very traumatic deaths, uh, and then mm. they were brought back, as opposed to someone that like you know, say you just died while you're sleeping and somehow they revived you or whatever. Got but, it. Um, yes. All right. So she. I think it's she, an age thing on that one. Yeah, well, because I know this, this, the defect that she had, I guess, was very uh, dangerous for young people to get the surgery, but but I guess it was pretty large on her face, I don't, and I, I still don't even know what it is exactly, but, um, so it was more risky, and obviously she did die, and they brought her back. So th- th- so you were saying Andrew suggests maybe that's why she was, I don't know. That's I what it sounded quote like. Quote, unquote, yeah. picked on? Yeah. It, Could uh, be. That, it's yeah. like, yeah, I think that's the theory is. She's because one of that, of us. because of that death, <laughs> it put her kind of closer to that side of the veil, or uh-huh. that side, of, or maybe adjusted her frequency. However, you want to look at it, um, easier to get to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she could have also been born with like some gifts as well. And oh, true. I mean, like, like so, people like Brandy, um, who are born <laughs> with her gifts, their their energy is different. I'm mean, like everybody's energy is different, but like spirits can see that or pick up on that when somebody's right. energy is different. So they're going to be more attracted to that person and want to talk to that person because they know. Yeah, in fact, I'll give you a good example. So our good friend Caden, who's a medium, I mean, he says that if he walks into uh, any house or store or building or whatever and there, you know, he sees spirits, uh, you know, there's spirits just always walking amongst us, but they can pick up like, oh, actually, that guy, Caden, he can see me. And they'll try to get his attention to try to tell him something or uh, they'll try to get his attention. See, I don't know if you've experienced that, Ghosty, but I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, on investigations, anyways, not just like out and about and regular. <laughs> yeah, never out and about and a little bit. Have I had that? <laughs> but I'm so glad that we don't edit and we just leave all the shit in. <laughs> Hell yeah, you know we got time for editing. Yeah, I think nobody got time for that. Don't you don't play that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it just shows more authenticity. Yeah, so you, had, you have bigger. You've had Raw. like you feel like you've had a spirit like reach out to you say hey. On investigations, yeah, I've okay. I've had spirits that have kind of like tried to get my attention. Okay. Um. And knowing that I can, I've had spirits even like, like frustrated with me because they're like, "Why don't you cross like open the light, cross me over?" And mm. I'm just like, "I don't know how to do that yet." <laughs> come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> come back. Me. Come back later. <laughs> I'm still working on it. But yes, I, I think it's very true. They, okay. they can tell the people that can see them or sense them or hear them or feel them or whatever. They're more drawn to that energy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that, make, that makes sense. I guess you know, my aspect of it is I don't feel like I get 
approached by anything in an investigation because I'm trying to approach them. That makes sense. Oh, that's an like, interesting hey, take. Here I am. Come and talk to me. <laughs> I, I have had it at my house a couple times, too, where I've gotten oh. home from work. And I've had... Uh, it's funny because Brandy's actually um, put a binding on my house so only my aunt can come and go. Uh, she's a spirit. And... Um, I remember feeling the frustration and anger from this one spirit because he couldn't come up on the sidewalk. Uh, oh. That's because it surrounds, it goes from the sidewalk. So, so when you say you should put a binding on your house, explain that. So um, she knows some uh, different magic, wic- magics, magic. more or less <laughs> magic, um, different like practices from uh, she's learned stuff about Wicca and uh, voodoo and, okay. and some other things. And she it's it's, more or less a spell um, that she puts on the house and it keeps. And, and as long as, as long as you're not like actually inviting spirits onto your property. So like if she goes and does a binding at someone's house and the homeowner is like, you know, after we leave, they're like, you know, come on in. That's okay. Um, the binding is not going to work. Right. If okay. that makes sense. Yeah. So, so obviously I don't invite stuff into my property. Um, but I could feel this, this, uh, or your body. Or my body. <laughs> That's why you're a virgin. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I told you not to tell me. Sorry. Anyone. Sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to make a movie after me now. A 40 yeah. 40-year-old ghost virgin. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so I could feel the, the frustration with the spirit because it couldn't get up onto my, my property. And I actually happened to be on the phone with Brandy at the time and um, she was able to explain to me like, yeah, he wants you to help him. And I'm just like, sorry, dude, can't help you. And then, uh, Brandy's grandma, uh, Annie showed up and kind of directed the spirit. Like, okay, there's a portal down that way. Go, go into the portal, um, mm. and directed them in a different way. So I've had it happen a couple times. That's so yeah, it's in my personal belief. And from my personal experiences, yes, spirits can, Sense when someone can it's sensitive see them, yeah, it's sensitive more or less. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. All right. So yes, to add long long story short, <laughs> um, yes. Or what else? What else? Uh, I know you guys both kind of watched the movie more a little more recently than me. What else kind of happened in the movie that uh, I don't know? Kind of that's significant. Real? None. <laughs> well, I don't know. In the movie, what's really cool it, the the spook factor is that damn clap game. Yeah, which which game. never really happened. Yeah, <laughs> but it added some spook factor. It made the jumps. Yeah, it made yeah. the jumps. Well, you know, for jump scares, yeah, especially like what was it when they're in the the cellar or like the stairway to the cellar, and yes. just this random or was it the mom? Was the mom? The mom got was pushed down the stairs, and then it's like random hands come out of the the darkness, the darkness and just like behind clap her. behind oh, her. Yeah, because she was so she gets like the like the light was on or something down there. Yeah. She goes down there and then she's like yelling at it. Or no, yeah, she said something down the stairs, like yelling at that. Whatever's down there, you're gonna get locked in. Whatever uh-huh. goes to turn around, and then the door shuts on her face, and then she goes tumbling down the stairs. Yes, and then she goes scurrying back to the top. The light bulb breaks, and she's lighting a match, uh-huh. and that's all that's lit up. And then she's like calling down there, and then the hands come from behind her, and you just see it in the Ugh, so in the light of the matches. <laughs> Now, you gotta remember this movie was based off of uh, the Warrens' tales, right? So the, none of that, you know, they were they weren't there during you know clapping games or anything. Yeah, like that. Warner Brothers was there, though. Yeah, yeah Warner, Warner Brothers, Brothers was there. there, and they and so yeah, they got it, they got it, they they take 
they got it 100 percent right everything <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is real even though andrew said they do like the way that the movie came out like the way it was portrayed. yeah they're, they're, i guess her mom really liked it yeah her mom didn't watch it for like almost a year after it came out like on dvd mm-hmm. but they they liked the way the movie came out but knowing like, that it was going to be hollywood yeah yeah Honestly, like the stuff that I heard from Andrea, the stuff that really happened. Um, you think the movie's scary? You just you probably shit your pants watching yeah. what actually happened. Well, and that's what she said. Because I guess uh, I can't remember if if Andrea or someone else was kind of from the family was giving input, and and well, they were going off. They're, of, they're taking they, stuff from her book. They, too. they just said we can't use this stuff. This is too too scary. Too scary. <laughs> we can't use this. So the, I think even James Bond was just like, what can we do to make a PG-13? And they're just like, nothing. Too scary. Yeah. It's our. Andrea Perrin's book is not on audio. It's only on actual paperback. Book, like paperback that. I did find Kindle. it on Kindle. Um, you can get the three book series for like 10 bucks on Kindle. So if anyone wants to read it to me <laughs> and then um, put it on file so I can listen or to s- it later. Or Ghosty yeah, will put a, pull up a chair next to his the, bed and you can yeah, just, just, just read to him at night. Just read to me before I go to bed. <laughs> he, wants, he likes it when you curl your fingers through his hair. Hey, what's, what's her name of her book again? So it's House of Darkness, House That's of Light. Because it's not always dark in that house. Right. That's why. <laughs> well... Well, the later years, the the last the, the last five years, it was more of a light fill. Well, know. Andrea has said that in the way she also the way she likes the the portrayal through the movie is that it's not a paranormal story; it's a love story. She says that what happened to her in those ten years is a love story. It's how the parent family stuck together; they bonded. They came over evil however you want to say it so she she loves that that was also portrayed in the movie and that's the baseline of her book basically it's it's a it's, a, it's an intimate story is what she calls it but not all the kids would say that especially cindy actually who we were just talking about see would cindy would actually because andrew would say this was the best 10 years of her life cindy would say this was the worst 10 years of my life i wish it never happened i wish it never i wish i never lived there uh, which is the one that we talked about that mm-hmm. was... Well, I think Cindy got the worst of it out of all the kids. Yeah, I, I remember Andrea telling a story. Because we uh, Ghosty asked her about the whole hide-and-seek game or clap game. She goes, no, that didn't happen. I'll tell you what did happen, though. Uh, Cindy got pushed into the chimney. Or was it a chimney or something like that? And she got stuck. She got jammed in there and was being forced in there. She couldn't breathe. And she was just being smothered and pushed up against... I think she said it was into the chimney or something like that. We got to listen to that again because I can't remember what part... Yeah, they try to portray yeah. that in the movie. Yeah, well, they a, did that with like because no one was no one was dragged. <laughs> she was like no one was dragged like in the movie. Yeah, but but she was well, Cindy was just she was she was jammed up. She was pushed into like I, I, gosh, I want to say chimney. Well, it was in the wrong. movie. It was like a chimney. Yeah, I mean, that, that was maybe, hidden behind the wall. Well, something something was there, and Cindy was just they couldn't get her out, and she was just she was she couldn't even scream because she she couldn't even breathe, and she was just getting held and pushed in, into the corner. So yeah, it was almost like Cindy was tormented for ten years, while the other family and you know maybe Andrea was the oldest, and so she was. So I wonder if a lot of because she got together with her sisters to write this book. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure a ton of Cindy's stories are in this book. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Who wants to read this book to me? <laughs> <laughs> Not me. Message us at evp.pod at gmail.com and tell me who wants to read me some stories. Let's, let's, let's find it on YouTube and see if there's like a <laughs> Where, What else? What else? Uh, let's talk about how 
the the Warrens even got called over there. Well, there's so yeah. much stuff that happened before. Exactly, but before. when the Warrens yeah. even got the call, mm-hmm. it wasn't. It was this mm-hmm. other team that called them to come. To come to call the call the Warrens. Yeah. Call the Warrens. So, so, talk about the so, so about so other team these, and how they came about. So that team, they were uh, what was the name of their team? Flare, Pyro, Pyro, Pyro. Um, it was scary. And it was paranormal those, researchers of uh, Yorkshire. Oh, okay, the Shire. <laughs> <laughs> Frodo Baggins was their leader. Um, Keith but, and Carl Johnson. Those. Demonologist brothers, twins, twin brothers. So, because well, actually, movie... what's funny is one was like a really good Christian, and the other one was like a Satanist. Apparently, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, those names get were thrown around, and I was like, yeah, you say those names all day. I don't know who you're talking about. Keith, Keith <laughs> was uh, Keith is a good one. Carl was the Satanist, but they're all over like <laughs> any paranormal research shows, and it shows like these demonologist guys. It was like the their hair looks like yours, Beaker. <laughs> Bald? No, red. <laughs> Well, you're top. You're That's ombre. You're so ombre. multicolored here. <laughs> like a rainbow. Why yeah. do you think I keep the beard? My hair used to be red. This is a carpet match to puke. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because in the movie, um, the they don't mom, ask that in the movie. M- Mrs. Perrin, <laughs> Mrs. Perrin, the mom um, of the girls, Caroline. Oh, yes, thank you. Uh, in the movie, she walked up to the Warrens and said, "Hey, at can a, you at, a, at one of their speeches, yeah. lectures, and just said, please, you come over?'" No, she did not go up to the to the Warrens. No. So go ahead, continue. So what happened was the twin brothers got a call from Caroline saying that she needed help and with their address and everything, and then they showed up and nobody knows why they're there or who called them. Yeah, I guess uh, Roger was on his way out the door because he worked over the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this group of teenagers just showed up on the, the front doorstep, basically. Right. And I guess that uh, Carolyn was asking Roger, like, hey, go talk to these people, figure out what the hell they want. And uh, he's like, you know, I got to go. You you deal with it. And so the, they like, came up to the door and they're like, hey, uh, we're looking for Carolyn. Uh, Caroline, you know, we spoke to her on the phone uh, about stuff that's going on here at the house. And she was just like, who are you? Excuse me. And they introduced themselves and she's like, yeah, I've never heard of you, and I've never spoken to you. But the dude, like, recognized her voice, and he's like, yeah, I had a conversation with you on the phone. So, That's interesting. So they got a phone call, according to them. Told them about the house. That told them about the house. Gave and the, the voice, the, the gave them the address and everything. The voice was uh, the, the mom's voice, but she didn't make the call. She doesn't, like, oh, I mean, either she did it while she was sleepwalking, which I highly doubt. Right. Or um, something else reached Possessed. out to this. I think somebody might have used her body as a vessel. It's possible. Mm. I don't know for sure. And I don't know if we'll ever know. Interesting. But something or someone reached out Let's to this team. Let's make theories and make it reality in our own heads. <laughs> okay. Yes. Bathsheba possessed Caroline she was possessed. to call <laughs> the Johnsons. And we, and we, we, <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> so... But even though we're going to get into how the Warrens got there, I do want to. Well, we can definitely gotta make sure we talk about Bathsheba. Okay, we will. <laughs> so, you just touched his weenus. Yeah. And he, he laughed Hummed. about it. Yep, he was a I purred. Yep, that's what that noise was. That wasn't a walrus, that was dirt. <laughs> DVO. Yeah, my bad. All right, so, so, so these brothers go, they start investigating? 
I think so. Yes. And they said, this is too spooky. Pretty this much. Spooky, spooky. I guess. Spooky stuff. Spooky yeah. stuff. We need the warrant. No, that's weird, wild stuff. Um, so, yeah, they did call the warrant. <coughs> do, do, do anyone know what their connection to the warrants was? No, I was just about to ask that. Okay. I don't know. Um, is it just because they probably are from the same area and also... They went to lectures. I, there probably wasn't I, a lot of I think paranormal the Warrens, researchers. I, oh, so, so these people are actually from Rhode Island University. And the Warrens were doing a lecture lectures at, at the Rhode university. Island. Yeah. They, so they were commingling paranormal stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. We made it up in our heads. It makes sense. Yep. We like it. Theories, we're with it. True. States, statements. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. Um, that's in the interview. Oh, perfect. Her. Good thing we threw nothing but facts out. Yes. <laughs> so, no, yeah. There was there was the lecture going on at the university. And I makes sense. that's how the connection came about. And that's the story I'm sticking to. That's um, just like we said. <laughs> Do you want to know about all the crazy stuff that happened before these people even got yes. there? Yes. Yeah. So one of the things that Andrea told me, um, besides the them seeing, so the first couple things were the, you know, seeing the guy mm-hmm. and then the voices. And then within the first month, I guess uh, this, her mom was going outside to look for something. I can't remember what it was, but she went out to the barn. Okay. And uh, up on the ceiling of the barn on one of the cross beams, there was one of those like hand scythe. Okay. Um, that you used okay. to like, you know, Grim Reaper stuff. Grim Reaper. Yeah, Grim Reaper, but like little small ones with the big circle yeah. on it. Handheld um, one. Yeah. So I guess that was up on the, the crossbeam on the ceiling. And uh, I guess when she was in there in the barn looking around, she heard this like whooshing sound. And when she looked up, this thing was just like spinning like really fast, just like going crazy. And then it got to the point where it finally just like flew off and hit her in the neck. And um, they believe that, well, I'm. Not that they believe, but they, they say that the only reason why she survived this thing hitting her in the neck is because she was, you know, layered up because it's, you know, January, February at this time. Right. Layered up because it's cold and she's wearing this big, like, heavy leather bomber jacket that her, uh, that Roger had because he was in the, he used to be in the Navy. And uh, all these layers in the jacket, like, took uh, the brunt of the damage. So that hmm. actually saved her life. Holy crap. Um, it, but it ruined the jacket from what she said. One of the, some of the other things that they experienced was her mom was in her room and all of a sudden started hearing like this popping, cracking noise. Mm-hmm. And then like the dress, the wall above the dresser just like caught on fire. Right. Wow. And just burning, burning, burning. Like she's freaking out because her kids are in the mm-hmm. house and she's worried that the, the house is just going to burn right. down. And then after like a minute or so, I, I don't know how long it was, but the, it just went out. And when she looked around, there was no evidence of a fire at all. Hmm. Like it just like it was there and it was gone. Interesting. Um, the one really creepy thing, this is within five months of moving into the house. And this is one that, like, I I kind of want to see it in a movie, and I kind of don't. All right. Because this, this is creepy as shit. Um, so I guess all the kids uh, had, had the rooms upstairs, right? Uh-huh. And I think the, I think the parents slept in the, in the basement. And they had, um, it was like two rooms that they combined into one room. Uh, some previous homeowner did. And uh, she was saying that they, the parents always slept with the doors open in case the kids need them or anything. Uh-huh. And so if they're shouting, the kids can hear them and that. And so one of the nights that they're sleeping, um, their mom felt someone near the bed. And without opening her eyes, she just instinctively kind of reached out to, you know, comfort the kid and, uh, you know, ask what's wrong. And I guess when she finally opened her eyes, there was like a full body apparition wow. the, at the edge of the bed. And some of the ways that she described it was like, uh, she was wearing period clothing of like 17, 1800, somewhere in there. Um, she said her neck was like bent, like broken. 
and her head looked like like a like a, a hornet's nest. Whoa. Um, it was just like creepy, and I guess her hand was like there was no skin, and I think it was like bony fingers, and it was like reaching out and it like grabbed her, and um, I, I guess she started trying to scream, but she couldn't scream. Nothing was coming out, so she was only screaming in her head, and I guess she was trying to wake Roger up, the, her her husband, and I guess she was like you know twisted her fingers in his hair because I guess you know you know early seventies like hippie long oh, black oh, hair okay, right. Okay. So she's like yanking on his hair. She said, uh, Andrea said that her mom was literally like pulling the hair out of his head, um, shaking him violently, trying to wake him up. And, and she couldn't wake him up. And they said it was very unusual because he was a very light sleeper. Uh, so her mom, uh, Caroline, thought that Roger was dead at mm-hmm. this point. And she thought she was going to be next. Right. And the weird thing is, is I guess um, they didn't tell any, uh, I guess Andrea was kind of like psychically linked or she might've been like, um, astral projecting, but she basically described it as like, she was like a fly on the wall in the bedroom when this was happening and saw the whole thing happening, even though she was upstairs sleeping. Hmm. And I guess when her mom started screaming in her, in her head, cause she wasn't actually screaming out loud. Um, Andrea could hear her mom screaming. And then I guess that woke her up and she was more or less, uh, experiencing some type of sleep paralysis cause she said she couldn't move. Um, I guess one of the points when uh, Caroline was trying to wake Roger up, she saw the, his back and it said it looked like someone had like taken their fingernails and just like scraped the crap out of his back. And there was like blood blisters and it was just, you know, beat to crap. And um, they, he described it as like a really like burning sensation. Mm. And, and then um, suddenly I guess the apparition just like disappeared and uh, Caroline was able to like talk again. And they finally got Roger awake, and um, I guess, like, he felt the burning sensation on his back, and I think when they were opening, like, the closet door or whatever, there might have been some kind of mirror, and they were trying to show him, and as they were showing him, it just it just vanished. Oh, all the scratches and stuff on his back just, just went away. And mm. even despite all of this happening, um, he was kind of in denial. Like, he didn't want to believe that anything was actually going on. And I think it was a short time after that is when... Or maybe it was another year or so, but I mean that's just some of the creepy, creepy stuff that happened. Um, I think it was after that that the uh, the Johnsons randomly showed up. Now, do you remember? You just realized that all those stories you just mentioned were all about Caroline, all these creepy stories. Yes. So Andrea had says much. <laughs> First Patrick Wilson, no Caroline parent. Don't be jealous. So Andrea. Um, so let's talk about Bathsheba. So Lorraine Warren sensed that Bathsheba, and who's Bathsheba? Was she like a neighbor? Bathsheba Sherman. Yeah, she was like a neighbor, right? She, I she, think she was. She was like a nanny. Okay. Um, she had passed away. Yeah, she passed away, away. and she kind of sensed her, but, but yeah, they didn't tell her anything about it. But like when I guess when Lorraine showed up, she like closed her eyes and put her hand on the stove, and she's like, "Someone named Bathsheba used to live here." Uh, yeah. And so, so that part was accurate, but then nothing else. Like uh, Andrew said, no, Bathsheba's spirit wasn't really around bothering. But there was a spirit that Andrew thinks had a crush on her dad. And that's why he was targeting Caroline. Because the spirit was jelly much. This is new to me. Yeah. So that was Andrew's theory when she talked to us on our podcast was that um, she, the spirit might have really liked her dad. And so that's why she was uh, jealous of of Caroline and wanted to bother her. That would make sense. Makes a lot of sense. Oh yeah. There was also like, 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I guess some of the stuff that Cindy heard. Uh, uh-huh. There were seven soldiers buried in the walls of the house. Oh. They never did find them. Okay. So they don't know mm. if it's actually true or not, but that's what the voices were telling her. Oh, okay. That there were so, seven spirits of soldiers buried in the walls. Uh-huh. Which, which I found interesting, because going back mm. and listening to that interview I did with her, um, I had shown a picture of the house from, like, I think the 1970s to Brandy, and she confirmed, I, I believe, that there was actually, like, seven spirits in the photo. Hmm. So it's possible those soldiers okay. were actually buried in the house. I don't know for sure. Hmm. That is interesting. She also did mention uh, an inhuman entity that was in a photo in the 1800s and the 1970 picture. It was the same entity in both pictures, 100 years apart. Does it look the same to her? Yeah, it did. I wonder if they change after so long, or if they just remain looking the same. I don't know. Ages. Or they just make themselves look... Because are they presenting themselves a certain way in the picture other than what they really look like? It was like the same same window of the house, mm-hmm. 100 years apart, same entity. Um, but that I didn't ask her, so I don't know. Question. So there was definitely spirits there. But yeah, the Warren showed Imagine up. Imagine evil ones. Evil. Those kids having technology that we have today and all having cell phones with cameras on it. Real quick, though. Because um, I do want to talk about that. <laughs> um, so all of them, all of the kids, in fact, the whole family, all seven of them, uh, to their best knowledge, none of them had paranormal experiences before this house. None of them had any type of... They didn't even know what the paranormal really was. Yeah, they didn't have any you know, special abilities. But Andrea said all of the family now, um, after being in the house, she said there's no way you can live in a house like this for 10 years and not get tune into some things it's just like paranormal investigating right you, have to, you might not really know anything or have any type of abilities but after a while you start doing it you start hearing other people who talk to you just start thinking oh i kind of have these feelings or senses and all of a sudden it starts getting tuned in and so andrea said that they all have uh, at this point now have all some type of you know abilities you could say yeah uh, but yeah your question so today with smartphones yes technology That'd be all I over think, TikTok. Keep, keep going. Keep going with your. With your I going. just think about the things I experienced as a kid, uh-huh. and if I had a cell phone to record Would all the you shit. Have, though? Oh hell yeah! There's been a couple times where I you're had. Not, you're getting like too frozen. Where you're like, oh my god, I can't move. I'm like, I'm scared. There was a oh, there was a few times after so long of things uh-huh. happening where like I knew th- something would happen. Yeah. So like picking up on things, picking up on senses, I would pick up on senses, and I would knew I knew something was going to happen. Mm-hmm. At that point, I pull out my camera. Spidey and I start senses. Recording. Spidey senses. My ghosty senses. Is there any other? His, my his ghosty, ghosty senses tingle. were going crazy. <laughs> his ghosty tingle. So at that point, I would pull out my phone and start recording. But as a kid, there was no phones. Yeah. And I would just wait for something to happen. And sure as shit, something would always happen. Okay. Shit is very sure. Shit is sure. Oh, very sure. <laughs> sure as shit. It raises his hand. Because <laughs> it's sure. <laughs> Nobody um, will know that commercial. So it's a short commercial. Somebody on the last podcast knew my Super Troopers reference. She told me at work. <laughs> but yeah, today, okay, and most of these, these, you know, these all these Conjuring movies, um, the Amityville horror, like these big high profile cases, all you know are decades old. Demons. Were they? Wait, why are they? Why do you not hear about some of these today? Um, you have. 
Like, like, don't you crazy... watch Nukes Top Five? I don't even know who that is. Well, no. didn't uh, Zach Baggins did that Hell House one? Okay. Oh, that is that one? the one he like tore down yeah. after? The... Yeah, dude, I watched that episode. That was crazy. Yeah. Some of that stuff that actually, yeah. some of that stuff that happened in that episode, yeah, was actually with that kid legit. going up the wall. Uh huh. And the social worker was it the social worker or was it like a counselor that saw it? I don't. I think remember. it was a counselor, maybe. I know Zach was in the house by himself, and they like boarded him in. And like he heard voices and like actually got touched while he was in the one of the bedrooms. Like that was all legit. That wasn't staged or anything. That actually was like spirits interacting with them. I was watching again. I, I do remember who, who in the house was it? Like a he bought gentleman? that. I don't know. I don't know it was know like some family. Who yeah. Owned it, yeah. But okay. he ended up buying the house, did the investigation, and then tore it down. Yeah. This needs to be rubble. Speaking of that guy, we're gonna go investigate his museum next week. I wish I could be there. I wish yeah. you could, too. I'm going to Colorado. Yeah, we are going to Zach Baggins Haunted Museum. But not just to go through the museum. museum. We're, we're, we're actually investigating, investigating the museum. The museum. It's the EVP special. <laughs> <laughs> EVP, come down to my... Uh, obviously, Zach Baggins is also a big listener to our podcast. Big, big fan. Big fan. Big yeah, fan. Totally endorses the show in no way whatsoever, but all the time does he do it. Yeah. And he's like, you guys need all to come investigate my museum. Yeah. And we're like, of course. Yeah, what? for a special low, low price of free fifty nine ninety nine. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I wish. Was it like $100? I wish. <laughs> oh, I almost want to just blow off Colorado and go just fly down there. It's going to be fun. Awesome. It'll be fun. But anyway, yeah, Zach Baggins, Patrick Wilson. I'm, I'm pretty sure Vera Farmiga at this point is a huge fan as well. Yeah. Um, they all listen to the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll talk to her later. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she might be the one that reads to you, actually. Actually, of all these people I that we could reach out to, I, I can actually message Andrea. I actually yeah. friends with her on the Book of Faces. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, anything else I'm trying to miss? I'm trying to think of it. Um, Bathsheba, oh, oh, yeah, oh. Bathsheba did die, I think. They did die in the house, and it was believed that she was a witch. And they think that she killed an infant child uh, in the house, even though there's no evidence of any witchcraft or yeah, which or makes it a nice infant child. That's but twist to put in the movie. But yeah, they um, they that was some of the history or theories that Beth, Bathsheba was a witch. And in the movie, they have Bathsheba like possessing the mom, mm-hmm. throwing up in her mouth, doing that, having her they like tie her to that a chair, gross and, swap and, that she did, like, uh, <coughs> yeah. What? You didn't remember that she wakes up and she's like floating above her face. Oh, and yeah. then she does that nasty swap she, with her bleh, right in her mouth. Snowball. <laughs> what? Um, don't look that up. Uh, yeah, no, that didn't happen. Neither did the exorcism. They didn't oh, have right. Ed didn't just do an exorcism on the spot. Um, this is one of my favorite parts. I guess they showed up with their whole crew and. Roger was like, you know what? No, this isn't happening. Uh, you guys need to go. And uh, I think it got to the point where Lorraine Warren actually said to Roger, if you love your wife, you will do this. And how did Roger respond? Oh, my goodness. Um, she's lucky that he didn't hit her. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think Ed and, like, two other guys had to drag Roger out of the room. They showed up with, like... Uh, a priest and a medium as well. Uh-huh. And they dragged him out of the room. And they spent like an hour, hour and a half, like convincing him to do this. They essentially did a seance mm-hmm. and it shit just started going crazy. 
um, to the point where this like 300 pound table that they were sitting at started to levitate off the floor. Um, and then like it just all of a sudden slammed down on the floor. And she said that there was actually still the imprints of this table on the wood floor. Oh, wow. Um, from slamming. From this, from this 300 pound table slamming down on the floor. And I think at one point, I think, um, if I remember correctly, and I could be wrong, but I think uh, the chair that Caroline was in lifted up and she was thrown across the room. Oh, interesting. And uh, Roger went to go check on his wife, and I guess Ed had grabbed oh, yeah. Roger's arm to stop him, and he decked him and yeah. broke his nose. <laughs> and Roger broke Ed Warren's nose <laughs> uh, and then went to go check on his wife. So Roger actually never liked the Warrens. He never, he just didn't like the. The vibes from them, he didn't like them coming over. He didn't like anything about them. However, um, like Andrea says, she, she actually thought that she they went there with good intentions. She's, yeah, she, she didn't she think liked they everything. took advantage of them. I no. think they did. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, she she did say that they she thought they were there with good intentions. Yeah. Um, but after this happened, I guess he literally basically told them to get the F out of the house. Uh-huh. So they started cleaning up their stuff. They went into the basement. Uh, the crew did because they set up a lot of cameras down there because they there was a lot of uh experiences of apparently in the basement and when they went down to get their stuff uh it was shattered into pieces like everything was just broken like someone had just went through and just oh, wow. smashed it all onto the floor i didn't know that um the one thing that i do remember she said was true in the movie they record interviews with with the family right uh-huh. and when they go play it back it's just white noise it's just static mm. um that that's true that actually okay. happened and i think that's the it that was true. Okay. <laughs> From the movie. And the names um, <clears throat> in the city. So let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about the mom. Because didn't the mom, didn't she go through a haze for a while? Like she just was years. like. Years. Yeah, like years. She yeah, wouldn't she eat, just, sleep. Like yeah. she, she lived off of coffee and cigarettes is what. Uh, exactly. Said. Now, do you remember the story of her, like walk, Caroline, the mom walking into the kitchen? Yeah, actually, that, I just listened to that on the other interview. Okay. You want, you want I, so, to talk about that? So uh, I guess Andrea had made dinner. That uh-huh. night, and she made beef stew, and I find this story fascinating. And um, I guess uh, I guess Caroline was like, "Hey, would you make the girls for dinner?" And mm-hmm. she's like, "Beef stew." And she's like, "Good, I'm hungry." And I guess they were all ecstatic because her mom she's had, never been hungry. She hadn't been eating for yeah. a while, and you know, back then they didn't have microwaves, so that she couldn't just throw it in the microwave and heat it up for it. So mm-hmm. she had to go back in there and, and and heat it up. And I guess while this was going on, um, her mom saw. Like I guess the the fire the fireplace was like lit. There was a raging fire going on in the fireplace that had been boarded up for like a hundred years, um, so there was no way to actually mm-hmm. do it. But she saw two men sitting at a table drinking out of like pewter glass or steins, which um, at this point in time steins or pewter steins had been uh, banned basically or outlawed because the, they I guess they found that there was poisonous or whatever lead like or something. Yeah. So, and she said everyone was dressed up in like 1800 style clothing and um she saw like you know the kids running around the kitchen and playing and having a good time and what i think is interesting is the fact that these two guys like the one sitting there and he just kind of like nudges the other guy and points at andrea's mom yeah and it was like andrea's mom was Was the the ghost ghost yes to this this family but at the same time this family was ghost to her uh-huh. and they think um, she described it, it was kind of like, a, like the house was like a portal. Uh, right. And it was like, this family was from the past was looking in uh, the family on the future. Yes. And she was looking into the, 
family of the past. And it's just, I think it was at that moment, she kind of snapped out of her funk and became their normal mom again. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like time travel, uh, dimensions, planes, all of this is just the, just the most interesting. What do you think those guys thought looking at her and her period clothing? From the future, man. Yeah, but like, what would, would, would they think? I mean, who knows? She's wearing might, a nightgown. But or they something. might be thinking that she's a ghost, so she's wearing something like they probably wouldn't. Oh, that would just. That's crazy. I wanna, yeah, just thinking about seeing a ghost from the. Not really a ghost, but like. Yeah. A, yeah, what the? What is that even called? I don't know. That's, residu- that's, that's the thing that, that's called a residual haunting from the past. But from the past, but if the past is seeing you from the future, right? Mind freak. Yeah, my head just explodes. Sorry. <laughs> that's what I found was just was was so fascinating is is that that perspective, the perspective of she's seeing people in period clothing from the eighteen hundreds, so she's looking something in the past, but yet they see her too. And they're seen in the future, and what are they thinking she looks like? Yeah. I mean, if she's been bedridden, not bedridden, but she's chose to be just be, you know, just kind of laying around in bed. She might just be wearing a nightgown, so it might not seem too crazy. Yeah, I'm but, not going to say but, anything but, bad. But, 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 but you got to think, like, all of a sudden, so maybe they'll know she's from the future, but, but uh, you know, they might be even saying, like, you know, back in the 1800s, we, we, we were just sitting there one day, and we had a fire going, we are just sitting at the table having some coffee or beer whatever they're drinking and all of a sudden we just see the spirit just walk into our uh, into our kitchen like she belongs yeah like <laughs> like she owned the place <laughs> and then and then and then disappeared you know like they've got a story to tell too <laughs> so it's i don't know how to explain it it's a mind it's amazing yeah right i don't know that's the first and only time i've heard of an experience like that right huh. but it's it's cuz it's, it's cuz of their reaction of them noticing her, yeah, yeah, like, like, just like the, the the nudge, like, hey, hey, man, you see this? You see what I'm seeing right here? Yeah, it's so weird. But at the same time, when we're on uh, investigations ourselves, let's uh, say we're in a haunted location, all the spirits are going to be able to see this us, right? And they think we're from the future. Like, what are they wearing? But I mean, they know but, what's going on for the most part. Some of them do, not all of them. I mean, well, yeah. Yes. So it could have been yeah. just, uh, it could have been a portal. It could have been some sort of like gateway that was mm-hmm. showing the two different time kind of frames zone? at the same time. Is it a twilight zone? It is. It could have been the ghost just like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. But these type of stories. It's the Bermuda Triangle. You know, and going back <laughs> to this topic of. You know, some of these stories, like, you don't really hear these very much anymore. And I guess those those type of stories you didn't hear often either. Clearly, you don't get lost in the dark hole of YouTube. Maybe not. <laughs> I'm glad I don't. There's so many. If I watch. There's so many, there's so many fake stuff out there, too. There is a lot of fake there's stuff. So, because the easy accessibility of these cameras, that everyone has a camera in their phone. So it's so easy to start recording just random stuff, like podcasts or something. <laughs> yeah, I know. Stay well, you have to believe everything you hear on facts. the internet. It's all true. That's what Abe Lincoln said. The internet's yeah. true. The internet's true. Yeah, Abe Lincoln did say that. <laughs> right Benjamin before. Franklin agreed with him. Uh-huh. uh-huh. When he invented lightning. <laughs> he said, Excelsior! <laughs> lightning came out of his fingers. <laughs> I was there. I saw that live. That struck his key, and then he was able to unlock every door in the world. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and that's how we got telephones. <laughs> 
That's where telephones needs, got born. Who needs history when you guys <laughs> listen and watch the EVP podcast? <laughs> <laughs> history classes for squares. Yeah. Man. Listen to this episode. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, pretty crazy. So, all right, let's talk about that. You said going down the worm's holes of... Of YouTube, are, are you seeing a lot of crazy like paranormal? Oh my gosh! So videos nukes, that you think nukes are top five? Nukes top five. Look okay. that up on YouTube. Okay. I was actually I've I've had a couple of people mention this to me before. I was actually watching my friend's Twitch stream the other night, and that's what she was doing. I was just watching, uh, just a bunch it, of these. It means you were watching somebody watch. I was movies. watching somebody watch somebody. That yes. sounds horrible. Uh, no, but you're watching it with them, and then because she's got the chat window up because it's on Twitch, you, you're able to respond and interact with her. Um, through typing or through talking? Through typing. So she can choose who she wants to talk to. Yeah, but she, she actually goes down you? and reads all the comments. So, yeah. Um, she actually, oh, yeah. you know, I, I want to give her a shout out because she actually uh, gave us a shout out on the uh, oh, for real? on her Twitch stream. She's like, yeah, you do a podcast, don't you? And I'm like, yeah, I started a new one. And she's like, oh, what's she's like? What's the link to it? So I, I put the link tree up on her uh, Twitch stream for people Sweet. to see. So we might get some more listeners on this one. Sweet. But yeah, every time I'm on there watching her stream, she always, especially when she's doing paranormal stuff like this, she's like, I don't know if y'all know this, but he's actually a paranormal investigator and he does a podcast. So I did throw my link tree up. I don't know how many people are actually going to click on What's it. What's her but, name? Uh, her name is, uh, she goes, her Twitch name is Azteca Fox. Yeah, that's um, you. Ooh, I like that name. Um, but yeah, that she. Is pretty exotic. She does, she'll do every now and then, like uh, she'll watch horror films and. Just with all of her Twitch viewers. And, I never uh, got it on Twitch. I, you know, she's the only one I watch on Twitch. I don't really care for much. I mean, she's a friend of mine. I've actually she's the only one her. that matters, though. She, she's a friend of mine. I've met her in person. Um, really cool. Um, so, yeah. Um, okay, well, that's cool, then, because then it's like you're interacting with your buddy. Yeah, pretty much. All right. I did look up the Nukes Top 5. I actually have seen plenty of those, so I do know who you mean. I sound familiar. I know exactly what it is. Yeah, he just reviews a bunch of like different uh, paranormal yeah. videos on the internet. Um, there's so many there's so many that pop up on TikTok. Is he like, the one that has the voice? No, 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 no. no. I can't stand that guy. I don't know who that is. That guy's he like, has a voice, and he talks yeah, like this. Yeah, <laughs> We both know exactly what you're talking about. Like, and then they went to the tree, and then it was very haunted. <laughs> when you listen to our podcast, you'll be very excited to know that we talk to ghosts. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the EVP podcast. I'm your host, Beaker. <laughs> I've heard he does that on purpose. He does. To be different. Because he has other channels. He has other shows oh, that he does. Oh, he does. Okay. And he talks in a normal voice on, uh, his other, on his other videos. But just on the paranormal ones, he uses that voice where you're strolling down the street and you see an apparition. God, it's uh, so annoying. I I'm going to punch, punch him, him every time I hear it. I'm you know what's funny? That's I stop like, watching. I think shit. he does that for the reactions because there's so many, so many comments yeah. on these videos. Because um, we're going to get him more listeners now. Or we didn't mention watching. his name, so. Yeah, but now they're going to People go are going to like, search for the paranormal guy with a How weird voice. How do you voice. talk like this? And then like this. <laughs> God. That was funny. God. <laughs> well. It makes me want to punch a baby sill. <laughs> are we missing anything else? We ca- we catch, like, parts of the. Or, I mean, what, what, what kind of parts of the movie did you guys enjoy of the Conjuring movie? Even though most of it was the Hollywoodized. I just like the jump scares. Finished. The whole... Oh. <laughs> I mean, these are the only type of horror movies that I'm really into. Are they, these, they, they're done this, really well. The, the paranormal type that are jump scares. That are especially... I don't know, just... 
like the spirit oriented type of paranormal mm-hmm. hauntings like this movie. So I'm I'm really into these. So I I like the jump scares. Cause I've had them. I've had them in real life. I'm all about it. I could do it without the jump scares. Tell the story. <sighs> you're so but then, brave, Peter. But it just it gets you more in, involved when you're just like. Oh, yeah. wait until we talk about the third one. But I like just being wait. involved. I like being involved. Okay, so I like the jump scare because I feel like so go see it in 3D. Do they even have 3D anymore? Not anymore. Yeah, no. that failed. They do have 4D in like uh, Vegas and in Disneyland. It'll fail. But I don't know if they have scary ones. I know have the, the like a Star Wars like 4D thing interactive. They're gonna fail. Interactive. No, thing. no, the interactive theater things. The interactive theater. When they spray water in your face, so they. No, 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 no. no not a movie. Not, the, not those 4D. Like not oh. the, not like at the aquarium and that. It's it's an interactive thing. You're actually like walking around, and it's like oh. kind of like a virtual reality type experience. Okay. I haven't done one. But I want to. All right. I know they've got one in Vegas. I know they got one in downtown Disney. So are we going to England next week? Is that where the second one? Yeah, that is where it is. Enfield, England. So so while we go to Zach Baggins' house and hang out with him and then have him maybe come on our podcast, who knows? That guy's all over the place when we go hang out with him. Patrick Wilson, who knows? (laughs) But we'll see if we can put together some good clips of our interviews with Andrea maybe and and publish that so you guys can kind of hear her side of the story. Uh, I know she's been working on deals to make this book that we just talked about that she she has into a movie, which would be cool because it's coming from a different perspective. I think so, it was like a three-part movie. The what? I think it was going to be like a three-part movie. Yeah, it, most like part, book. it could be because it's going to, you know, the Conjuring movies are from the perspective of the Warrens. And her book is the perspective of the family living it's in it from through 10 years. from the perspective of Hollywood. The Conjuring so movies, yes. touch it. But the, I would not touch it anymore. But but Andrew's movie, if it goes, if it finally goes through and they get working on it, would be from the perspective of the family that experienced it for ten years. Yeah, because this is Babadoo is going to be based on the books. Yeah, Babadoo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, these movies are going to be based on the books. I right, hope you guys enjoyed the synopsis of the Conjuring movie <laughs> <laughs> and me trying to learn how to talk. Ghosty English. out. Peace out, butterflies. Ooh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>